Hey, what's up? This is Derek. This is the Bariatric Badass Podcast. This is uh, episode two of I Want My Life Back. Uh, my journey of my mental health journey. Um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm sorry, this, this can really help because, you know, at the end of this, this series, unless the series ends on a bad note, if I am victorious, this will help many, many people. Irregardless, I have to record this. Because if I fail this journey, maybe this will help somebody win their journey, their mental health journey. Maybe they can see what mistakes I made and they can avoid those same mistakes. So for a little bit, for a little while, maybe I'll poke in with uh, something about exercise and nutrition. But for now, I need to talk about mental health while I get back on my feet mentally. Um, <clears throat> this episode's going to be called uh, Fighting Suicidal Ideation. Um, I've had suicidal ideation for... probably since the pandemic started. When I was younger, when I was probably 14 years old, that's when I discovered what suicide was. And so that day, or one day, I had called one of my friends and said, dude, I'm ending it. I'm fucking... And I went and I ate like six or seven aspirin, climbed on top of the roof of my house. And then I got talked down off the house. And then my mom, uh, at the time I thought tricked me into going and getting locked up. See, when you're 14 years old and you're getting locked up in a mental health institution and everybody that's around you is not there because they want attention. They're there because they truly have a mental health problem. It's, it, it kicks your ass. I will never forget the moments I had. I was so devastated when I got in there. At the time, I was a smoker, so going in and quitting smoking, that sucked. Um, they locked me in a, uh, I guess it's a safe room. In that safe room, nobody goes in, you know. Oh, well, somebody came in. A doctor would come in with an officer, and they would, you know, they would do their assessments and stuff like that, but... Other than that, I would get my lunch tray through a, uh, you know, just like you're in prison, through the hole in the wall. It's crazy. <laughs> Moving forward, though, that was for a cry for attention, because I was a little fat kid, 
Nobody ever paid attention to me. Nobody ever acknowledged me. And that's just how it was, you know? And it was, it was hard. It was really hard. I didn't have no guidance. My parents divorced when I was a, at a really young age. So, you know, I grew up without the guidance that I needed, if you know, if you know what I mean. Um, I was steered, I was steered in the wrong direction. That wrong direction was into alcohol and drugs. Um, and a lot of self-loathing. But when it comes to self-loathing, you, you sit back and you're like, Look, <clears throat> what can I do to find self-love? I have no idea whatsoever how to find self-love. But I keep looking. Sharice gets after me for dwelling and overthinking stuff and I know I know she means well but when you take that into consideration that you have so much shame and I take a step back and I look at it and why my shame is there it was caused by my mistakes not Sharice's mistakes not my children's mistakes not my dad's not my mom's nobody's it was me and so shame for mistakes that you made doesn't help with finding that self-love. But you're going to hear somebody say, well, it's not, the, the mistake, it's not a mistake, it's a lesson. Well, yeah, of course. That lesson wasn't learned because it got repeated. And repeated and repeated and repeated. So what now? I don't know. I have no idea what now. I'm truly right now in a really dark place. I'm no harm to myself. I can tell you that. Um, but I just wanted to get on here and talk about it. When you don't have the answers... To something that's very critical. I mean, when I say very critical, I mean... You think of... Different things that are just very dark and negative. Your mind goes places to places that... Is unsafe. You know? Like, I was watching a, a video of Chester Bennington, okay? And he was talking about his how in his head he's unsafe when he's alone you know it's that there's there's another chester in his head trying to take him down 100% relatable there is a derek inside of my head trying to destroy me so when it you know with that being said it makes 100% sense to say Okay, well, it's you versus you. And that's when you make the start making the correct decisions and be more critical and aware of the wrong decisions that you're making, even though you don't know they're bad decisions at the time. So it's like 
Okay, so I, I tore my rotator cuff two years ago. Ever since then, and I, I haven't been lifting weights at all. I've been more focused on my cardiovascular health. I've been more focused on being able to move. So, I think that it's important, really important, to understand that you, no matter how old you are, need to start being more careful with your decisions. Critical and careful. Like, I'm not going to go and try to bench or squat more than I think I can. Just to show Sharice that I can do it. When I tore my rotator cuff, it was me and Sharice training for the first time in over a year together with no kids. I was surrounded by men half my age. So I'm like, fucking, I'm just going to grab these 60 pound dumbbells and put them up. Oh, well, I tore my rotator cuff. Can I afford to get it repaired? Well, yeah, I got, I got insurance. But it's like an eight-week recovery, and I only get six weeks of uh, FMLA at my work. So after that sixth week, I lose my seniority in, in, in the company. My pay goes down. So what I'm getting paid right now would be reduced to a starting wage. Uh, it's 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 kind of like more like more more, uh, more like being rehired. So I find myself being more careful with the decisions I make. And when I, I think what comes down to is, you know, you know, split second decision. Like, do I want to do this? Is this going to be dangerous for me? Is this going to be something that's going to hurt me? Can I get through this without getting hurt? Sometimes I make the wrong decision. But I think it's really important that everybody understands that your number one ignition switch to your rockets of surviving is to not give up. And I know that's really cliche, but you cannot give up on yourself. You cannot give up on trying to achieve your goals, even if you don't know how to achieve your goals. If you want to lose regain, if you want to be more mobile, have better cardiovascular health, have better nutrition, have better mental health, you can't stop looking for that hope. When it comes to my suicidal ideology... There's one thing I do know. I will always have it. I don't believe it can be fixed. I don't believe there's an, a light at the end of the tunnel to fixing suicidal ideology if you are not being treated for it. Which leads me to my next response to the ideology problems that I have, and that is treatment. Last week, um, 
we try to make an assessment on if we could afford for Derek to be out of work for three days so I could get uh, locked up and, uh, you know, get some mental health care, get some evaluations going. And we, you know, it came down to no, we couldn't. There was no way Sharice had to work, what, almost 42 hours in a three-day period. It was crazy. It was nuts. And so I had to be there to watch my kids. It was important. You know, that's our rent. That's, you know, our bills getting paid. So what do I do? I'm doing what I do right now. I'm sitting in my my chair, my therapy chair, surrounded by all the people that share my problems. It's like you know, I titled I'll title the podcast and I want my life back. Battling or I don't know what I'm gonna name it, but it's gonna be blatantly fighting or battling suicidal ideology. And the people that see that will engage with it. And that's my support group. It's nice, you know, if you get responses, if you would like to respond with a comment and talk to, you know, tell your story. If you would like to respond with, uh, you know, a like. Or even share it with somebody you believe is having suicidal ideology in their bariatric. Or even someone who has suicidal ideology and they're not bariatric. It might help. I love you guys very much. Um, just make sorry a phone call came in. Hopefully, there's no problems with uh, with the audio. Damn it! The phone rings and then it pauses the pod the podcast recording. So damn it. Um, anyway, love you guys very much. Please, if you will, share this with somebody who is struggling. Share this with somebody who. You're afraid. Maybe struggling with the same thing. Take it to heart. I'm not doing this for money. I'm not directing you to our website. I'm not directing you to any coaching services. I'm just telling my story in hopes that it'll help me and help others. You guys take care. I love you very much. Take care of yourself. And definitely take care of each other.